Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with DJ J.W. Yeager about selecting a DJ for your Disney wedding. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about J.W.'s business and his answers to some frequently asked questions that a lot of couples have when it comes time to pick a DJ or when they're trying to decide if they even want a DJ for their wedding. So welcome, J.W. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Carrie. Well, I'm so glad you could be on the show today because I do see a lot of these questions, and I think you're going to have some great, helpful info for anyone who is at this stage of their planning. Absolutely. I'm excited. Let's do it. (laughs) So let's start at the beginning and find out how you got into DJing and how you got into DJing Disney weddings. This is an incredible question, and the honest-to-God answer is my parents hated having to replace a boombox when I was eight years old. I was your typical restless kid that all I wanted to do is just play my music as loud as I possibly could. And my parents were like, oh my goodness, he's driving me crazy. So we're going to get him a set of headphones and a Walkman. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of giving my age, but I start, and that's how it started. And I started DJing. Uh, my dad owned a DJ company. And so I started DJing and helping him kind of tape cables and just kind of learn the ropes when I was eight. And funny story, I got a summer job at 13 years old at a skating rink, and I learned to kind of cut my teeth in the summer times working at a skating rink. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you know what's even better is the skating rink is still here in Orlando, and I will go from time to time and show my wife, honey, that's where I started. And it's always hilarious when we pass it. So it's a good memory. (laughs) Now, how did you get into doing Disney weddings? That's a great question. I work alongside Charles Miles, and I am one of Charles's DJs with Miles DJ Productions. And if you can kind of remember back probably two or three years ago, yeah, I guess almost three years ago now, Florida was getting ready to have this devastation of a hurricane come through, and we just missed it. And for the life of me, I can't remember the hurricane's name, but I had been working with Charles probably seven months at that point, And he saw me at a wedding show and he loved, he's like, man, I love the way you work. He's like, are you looking for a home? I said, absolutely. And so I had been working with Charles six or seven months. Well, this hurricane was coming through Orlando in September and a bride was actually going to be getting married in Key West. And she her venue was destroyed from the hurricane. And so her parents said, you know what? We're going to Disney and we're going to get married. And so they had probably 160 of their guests coming to Walt Disney World. And they planned this wedding in two months. Well, it just so happened to be the most popular date in all of the century in 2017. And they needed a DJ. And Charles said to the weddings team, he said, you know what? I've got this DJ. He's an incredible wedding DJ. Give him a shot. 
And that is where my Disney fairy tale wedding journey began. <laughs> well, that is high praise because DJ Charles Miles is one of the most recommended Disney DJs. Yes. You know, Disney uses him for all their events. And so that's great to hear that he Absolutely. You got his official stamp of approval. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, Charles is a dear friend. And we, like I said, we work alongside of each other. We talk to each other more than we talk to our girlfriends and wives. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a great, it's a great partnership that we have. And Charles and I are very, very blessed to do a lot of the marquee events for Disney and to represent the face of Disney when they need entertainment. So it's a blessing for sure. That's great. So when somebody hires you for their wedding, what all is included in your DJ setup? Do you have lights? What kind of sound equipment? Stuff like that. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, Disney partners with some great vendors. And as far as lighting is concerned, Disney kind of takes care of all that. And our kind of job is, is wedding host and, and DJs. We're there to just kind of provide audio and, and the ample, I like to say the ample amount of audio that you're going to need for the space. And so for me, I'm a little bit different. I'd like to kind of coin myself as more kind of Disney contemporary. And so my setups really kind of depend on the couple. And so if I've got more of kind of more of conservative couple, I will have, you know, some great electro voice speakers. And I like to bring out, Charles and I both do this. We have a plexiglass facade is what we call it in the DJ business. But it's just basically a surround to just kind of dress everything up. And if I've got maybe more of a contemporary couple or maybe a couple that's going to be in the Grand Floridian, I have had built something called DJ Furniture. And so this is something that's really, really kind of popular up north and kind of like the New York, New Jersey area. And so I'm kind of one of the first DJs to kind of bring it down here to Orlando. And so it literally looks like a piece of furniture that you would go and buy out of this high-end furniture store, but it's a DJ console. And so it's all white. So it looks stunning in the Grand Floridian. It looks stunning if you're maybe in the Epcot American Adventure. And so just kind of depending on the couple is kind of what I use for my DJ setups. That's really interesting because I got to say, sometimes you're looking at this gorgeous wedding photo and then there's this like clunky podium with exactly. a computer and like you can see <laughs> exactly. all the wires. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So we, and that's kind of the approach we like to take, Carrie, with everything. It's just that way you're spending all this money on an, an absolutely beautiful wedding. We don't want the DJ to be the eyesore. We want the DJ to compliment everything that you've done and all the hard work you've put in. Interesting. Okay. So then, and I think I know, but <laughs> what are your thoughts on having a DJ versus having an iPod? I know this is sort of controversial. Obviously, DJs are going to advocate for DJs, but not for the reason that most people would think. I actually love that question. And I have a different answer than probably most DJs would. I think if you want an iPod wedding, you should have one because... You know your guest better than we do. Most of the weddings that, that I get a chance to be a part of, they're all destination weddings. And so a bride and groom could be coming from California. They could be coming from over the pond, maybe sometimes from Brazil. It just depends on where all they're coming from. Sometimes we do have some weddings here as for some locals from the Central Florida area. But I'm of the opinion, if you know that you just want something to just kind of set the tone, set the mood, and you really don't want a DJ kind of upping your guest grill, if you, <laughs> if you will, 
I think you should go for it. Now, there's a little caveat for me. I think having a DJ to be able to host the event and to be able to take your vision so that way you could say, you know what, JW, this is what I'm looking for. I really don't want any dancing, but I would just love for this style of music to be played. I think that's fantastic. And hey, if you like me and you like to get down on the dance floor, then obviously let's have a DJ and let's party. But I'm all for an iPod wedding if you want one. I think it's your day. I want your vision to be kind of sought through every last detail. And if that means, you know, having a, an iPod with a curated playlist that you put together, man, I say go for it. And that's an interesting point because, you know, having a DJ doesn't just mean you're hiring somebody to sling records or punch. Exactly. You're also hiring someone to do announcements. And like for our wedding, we didn't want announcements. It was a really small wedding. It was a brunch. I used to be a radio DJ. So I like made my playlists. I knew exactly what I wanted. But I think if you do want that, like the hype and the excitement of the announcements and just, you know, announcing when the next thing happens, especially if you're going to have characters when they show up, I think that even if you don't care about the music aspect of it, having a DJ is somebody who can facilitate all those transitions in the event. Absolutely. I, I think you're spot on. So then the question I see sometimes is, if I have a DJ, doesn't that mean that he's going to have like props and do crazy stuff and make everybody do the chicken dance? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's so funny. Again, I have different answers for those questions. and, And for me, my philosophy is, you know your guests best. Now, I am going to preference this by saying, if you want the chicken dance played at your wedding, I'm going to play the chicken dance at your wedding. But (laughs) it's definitely not at the top of my go-to, let's get the party started and grab your friends and let's all do the chicken dance. It's definitely not what's going to happen. But I did have a wedding here at Atlantic Dance Hall probably, oh my goodness, eight months ago. And the bride and groom, a tradition, they were all from Chicago. And for them and their family, the way they start the parties is a chicken dance. And the wedding, the wedding planner and I looked at each other like, this has got to be a misprint. <laughs> it's got to be. But that's exactly how we did it. And you know what? Their faces were like, oh, my gosh, we're here. The chicken dance. We're not in Chicago. We're in Orlando. It's a chi- oh, my goodness. And it made their night. So I'm sitting there going, I can't believe this just happened. And I rolled right into my next tune. But... That's what they wanted. Now, I'm not going to start the party off with a chicken dance, but if you want the chicken dance played at your wedding, I'll play it for you. Now, props, it's not going to happen for me. I'm not a prop DJ. <laughs> it's just, I, for me, and, and, and I think I can speak for Charles on this, we love just the energy in the room, and just when people are on the dance floor, we want to keep you there. And that really just comes from spending the time to get to know you. I'm the type of person where if I know I'm going to be booked on a wedding, even if it's a year out, I want to touch base with you and just get to know you. So by the time we get ready to step in and actually execute your vision, we know exactly what you want and we know exactly what your guests are looking for to keep that night flowing. So that way you don't need the blow up air guitars for the guitar solo of shook me all night long or the crazy wigs for the YMCA. You know, it's just those days are over. (laughs) (laughs) So I hope that answered the question. I hope. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Okay. So another one I see a lot is, is it going to be weird to have a DJ if we have a tiny group, like there are 10 of us coming over from the UK, or we maybe only have 15 people? Some of my favorite Disney fairy tale weddings that I've done have been groups from the UK. I will never forget 
So that very first Disney wedding that I talked about happened in November. And one of my next weddings that the weddings team was like, oh my goodness, this guy was incredible. We got to have this guy. It was a wedding for Valentine's Day. And a couple of the DJs that were on the list were like, we don't really want to work Valentine's Day. And I'm like, put me in, coach. I'm there. And it was a beautiful couple from uh, Liverpool, England. And they partied so hard. It was amazing. And they only had 16 guests. And I was like, the first time that I had ever done a wedding with that few there. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And you know really what it was? It came down to that. This couple, we know that they want to DJ. And so we want to give them that. And I really think that, you know, you know your guests the best, but I will say some of my favorite parties that I've had have been under 30 guests. <laughs> They've been incredible. Interesting. Okay. That's great to hear. Now, can you talk a little bit about must play and do not play lists? Because I know, you know, even I personally have some songs that like, if I had had a DJ, I would have been like, you cannot play this song. I don't care. Yeah. Who it. But on the other hand, you don't want to restrict the DJ's freedom to play the stuff that he knows is going to get people on the dance floor. How do you feel about that? That's a great question. My, my kind of philosophy when it comes to must playlist and do not playlist, I'm really heavily into the do not playlist. And the reason is I think music speaks to genres. It speaks to eras and it really speaks to guests that are there. And for me, if I know that, you know, you and your ex-boyfriend loved this, I promise you from NSYNC and you didn't put that on your, you know, your do not playlist. And I'm like, you know what? We got a lot of young people here. I'm going to use this as one of my pacers for the evening. And I played this, I promise you. And you come up and tell me, oh my God, I hate this song. Well, for me, it wasn't on that do not playlist. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll talk with my couples and I'll say, you know what? I want to have about 20 of your must plays, but really, if you hate Maroon 5 or you hate, you know, Donny Osmond or just whatever the case may be, <laughs> I want to know what those are. So that way I'm not stepping on those toes because I can guarantee you within about 20 songs and seeing your guests come in within the first 15 minutes, I know what they're going to dance to. And uh, so I think the must playlists are, are great. And a lot of times you're going to see Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. You're going to see maybe Shut Up and Dance with Me from Walk the Moon. But for me, really, to know your taste without getting a chance to sit down multiple times with you like I normally would from a Brian Groom here that are local, that Do Not Playlist, I can really get a sense of what you're not wanting to hear that evening. Okay, great. Now, how about on-the-spot requests? I take it this is probably a lot easier now that everything's digital and you can just download stuff rather than yeah. to dig through your crate. <laughs> Absolutely. Back when I was really kind of first starting and, and my dad gave me the data boy, we carried CDs. And so the biggest thing for us, if, if we didn't have it, unfortunately, it just it wasn't going to happen unless we had some miracle. Yeah, I don't even think then I'm going to date myself, but I had a Razor phone. Like I thought it was the coolest thing in the world to have a <laughs> Motorola Razor. I'm like, yes, I've made it and uh <laughs> so if i didn't have the tune it just it just wasn't going to happen but now i'm man i'm all about it because i'm taking requests from guests if obviously you want me to take requests some brides and grooms are saying absolutely no request from uncle billy because they'll ask for money money and i hate money money you know that kind of stuff <laughs> so for me i'm like listen if you've got a request and i'm and i know i'm going to get a chance to play it absolutely bring it on let's do it Okay. And you talked a little bit about this before, but what do you do to tailor each event to the couple? For me, it's all about communication. And, and I want to say 
the best way that I could answer that is probably getting a chance to learn their style. A lot of times, you know, with the amount of weddings that we do as Disney Fairy Tale Wedding entertainers, I feel like sometimes people can kind of get lost in the shuffle. But if you see my desk, I have a complete file cabinet full of Disney fairy tale wedding brides and grooms, and I have a folder with them. And the first thing that I do that I ask them, I don't go right in and talk about introductions. I want to learn about you. I want to know how you met. I want to know how you got engaged, how long you've been engaged. Tell me about your relationship with your dad. If you're struggling picking a mother-son song, tell me about your mom. Let me get to know you so that way I can then help you in that planning process to really kind of tailor the afternoon, the evening, the morning, whatever you may be having, whatever kind of celebration you're having. I think it really comes down to that communication and, and those special touches throughout the, the day. And and that's what all, I'm all about. We want to keep the, uh, the feet on the dance floor and keep them moving. But if there's a special song that I know you and grandma love and she sang to you, I want to place that perfectly in dinner that you both get a chance to hear it and kind of connect with your eyes. And that all kind of comes from the planning process. That's interesting that you also mentioned the mother-son dance and, by extension, the father-daughter dance. I see so many questions from brides or grooms who are like, I don't know what to pick for this. And I didn't even think they should talk to you. Ask your yeah. dad. Yeah, you know, we we get a chance to do this a lot. And so I'll give you an example. I had a bride and groom that she loved fishing. Like her and her dad, that's what they did. They fished. And, and she said, man, ever since I could remember, he talked about deep sea fishing and all this stuff. And I, I remembered when we were on the phone, I said, you know, there's a great song by Jimmy Buffett called The Captain and the Kid. And so I said, you know what? Hold on just a second. And I said, let me look this up. And sure enough, everything that she said, I said, you know what, I'm going to give you some options. These are kind of some, you know, I would call kind of some of your standards, but check this song out. And she called me back probably 45 minutes. She's like, I'm so sorry to bother you. And first of all, I tell everybody I'm an open book. You can call me, tweet me, beat me, email me, whatever you want. Call me anytime. I'm here for you. But she called me back in tears. She's like, this describes me and my dad. And so I think for DJs, you know, kind of having that music knowledge and really kind of digging in to uh, different songs that aren't maybe your typical to really kind of take those milestone moments and take them from maybe just another thing, if you will, another checkbox in your wedding to really kind of make it that milestone just moment that you're just never going to forget. That's fabulous. Can you talk a little bit about what happens with the DJ when the Disney characters show up at a Disney wedding? That's a great question. First of all, if you're having some Disney characters join you and some Disney friends, I love it because I'm all about it. For us, what we're doing is we're working with the different teams that are assembled that day to just make sure that, you know, if Mickey and Minnie are scheduled to arrive at 3.30, that that way they don't have any hiccups when they get there so they can walk right in, enjoy the party with you and your guests. And so for us, just kind of depending on who's going to be there and who's going to be joining the extravaganza, as I like to call it, we're really kind of coordinating with your team of wedding professionals that are there with Disney to just make sure that it just happens without a hiccup and we're coming in there. And for us, really, I'll kind of speak for Charles as well. We kind of tailor that time and that portion with with Disney friends that are there. Do you want to cut your cake with Mickey and Minnie? Do you want them involved with 
pictures from your guest? Or do you just want that to be you and them, a moment where you guys get a chance to really dive in and take some beautiful pictures? You know, you have the cha-cha slide on your do not playlist, but I can promise you Mickey loves to do the cha-cha slide. (laughs) (laughs) So is it okay to play for Mickey and Minnie while you're out there? Do you want a chance to have just a dance with you, Mickey and Minnie on the dance floor? Maybe you have Donald and Daisy coming in and Donald and Daisy, they love to shake their tail feathers. So is it cool to go in and play that kind of music? Like I said, with them, we're really just kind of coordinating that with the incredible team that that is assembled with Disney Fairy Tale Weddings and just kind of executing it the way they'd like it to be executed. That's great. What would you say you like most about DJing Disney Weddings? You know, there's that's a two-part question for me. The first is, number one, you're getting married at the happiest place on earth. Like, in my opinion, my wife and I, we've been, we'll be married almost four years this October, and we had a picturesque wedding. But there's a little bit of me that was like, oh, I wish I could have got married at Disney. Like, my favorite movie growing up was Beauty and the Beast. Like, I'm, I'm putting it out there for the world to hear it. Like, I loved it. And a little bit of me is just, it's that magic. It's just that that touch that you can't get anywhere else. And and really, I was talking to a wedding planner there with Disney Fairy Tale Weddings. Her name is Elise. Shout out, Elise. What's up, fam? We were talking about it, and we were saying, you know, there's just something different. There's something, I don't know, it's the magic that are in the walls. And I can tell you from the moment that the bride and groom walk in, to see that their room that they've spent months, sometimes years, envisioning in their in their head, They're, they walk in and just their jaw drops of just how beautiful it is. Now, for me as the entertainment, it's my job to not only take how beautiful the night is, capture that on the dance floor. So that way your photo and video is just something that is just out of this world. So that's really my favorite part about DJing Disney Fairy Tale Weddings is the challenge of making sure that their expectations are lived up musically. I tell everybody all the time, I said, you know what? I kind of take it personal when I come over to get, I'm a hugger. So I kind of take it personal when I come over to give you a hug at the end of the night and your heels aren't off and showing me your throbbing feet because you just had an amazing time. So I tell everybody, I was like, you know what? My goal is just for you to have an amazing time and for your feet to just be screaming at you at the end of the night because you dance so much. <laughs> <laughs> also, side note, I got to let you know, Disney does do vow renewals. So perhaps there's one of those in your future. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm, and my five years coming up. So that's it. Carrie, I'm glad you said that because I may just have to say to my wife, honey, I'm sorry. So what's happening? We're doing it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What kinds of questions should couples ask when they are looking for a DJ? You know, I think the first question couples should ask when they're looking for a DJ is, what's their style? Because most DJs will say, oh, I can play for for everyone. But we all know that the reality of that isn't true. And that may be a little bit different than what some DJs will tell you. I know for me, if somebody is looking for more of an ethnic wedding maybe they have some hispanic relatives or maybe it's a mixed culture wedding for me necessarily i wouldn't be the the perfect fit for a wedding like that but for me i do a probably i would say 80 percent of indian weddings here in central florida so if there's an indian couple coming in i know all about the different indian traditions so i'm going to be able to match perfectly with maybe a couple like that. So I think the first question you should ask is what's the DJ style? 
you know, do you have any reviews that we can see within the last seven months? So that way, I, I'm an Amazon junkie. I hate to say it that way, but I love going and saying, you know what? I found this on Amazon. Let me look at the reviews because I want to know what I'm getting before I get it. So look at your look at your DJ's reviews. And, you know, I think probably the third question I would ask is, how do you feel about X? And if you have some certain questions about maybe music, maybe their personality, what they wear at a wedding, what kind of gear do they use? Write all those questions down. And I know I can speak for myself and can speak for Charles. We would be happy to answer those for you before even you selecting us to DJ your wedding. We want you to be as comfortable with us as we're going to be with you. That's great. Where can my listeners go to learn more about you and your services? Well, I'm so glad that you asked, Carrie. <laughs> I'm, I'm all over social media. I love social media. I love staying social with people. You can check me out on my Facebook. My last name's spelled Jaeger, J-A-E-G as in girl, E-R. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram, j.w.jaeger, my last name. Or you can just check me out on the web, jwjaeger.com. And I've got, I try to keep a ton of content up there, some fresh content. And uh, YouTube, I'm all over YouTube to see some really cool, different, uncut, raw footage moments. I love those. I think the some of the best footage you see is just some of the raw footage of just people having the time of their life. So I try to put some of that cool stuff up on my YouTube channel, but you can find me anywhere, jwjager.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. I think you've offered a lot of great tips for anyone who's interested in having a DJ for their Disney wedding, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you for having me, Carrie. I really, really appreciate it. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>